Hey everyone and welcome back to The Culture is Black, a podcast series dedicated to spotlighting black creatives. I'm your host Jennifer, culture editor at the influencer intelligence platform Cork, and in this season we'll be exploring all things TikTok. So, let's get into it. When it comes to TikTok, there's no denying the impact dance has had on the short form app. Alongside sparking some of the biggest trends, TikTok dancers have become the main source in helping songs go viral. And while the format has sparked a series of incidents, including appropriation and lack of credibility, more often than not, Black British creators are left out of the conversation. So I sat down with the UK's own TikTok dance stars to discuss the evolution of online dance content, where they think it's going, and originality on the app. First up is Nithe, choreographer, content creator and lead dancer for media platform Chop Daily. Hi guys, welcome to my YouTube channel. I'm Nithe, it's your girl Nithe, and I'm here to tell you how I went from zero to one million followers on TikTok in a year. Her dedication to producing online dance content has seen her reach almost two million followers on the app, endless collaborations and viral dances that have even been recreated by the likes of Jessica Alba and Zac Efron. Hey Nithe. Hey. Thank you for coming on today's show. It's really cool to have you on. Uh, most people don't know this, but me and Nefe actually went to the same sixth form. Yes, we did. <laughs> so how's life been since then? Like, tell us a bit about yourself and what you've been doing. I mean, do you know what's mad? I think anyone that's known me from, like, when you knew me from, from um, would know I'm just still dancing. I've been dancing, carried on. I just now, like, took it online and I do it online, but... Yeah, I've just been working on me, going to uni, getting jobs, then decided actually this thing's doing well. So let me just continue what I love to do. And yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, For those who don't watch you, how would you describe your dance style? Oh, I would describe my dance style as chilled. I am so chilled. I'm so back. Like a lot of my dance friends, they give it their all. And I love to do that from time to time. But most of the time, I love to dance when I'm at my most comfortable. So I'm chilled. So that's my. Very chill, very smooth. So how did you, you know, you, you mentioned how you've been dancing for literally forever. How did you sort of transition onto social media? Because before TikTok, you were mainly making content on like Instagram and YouTube, I'd say. Yeah. And then like, I remember you even went viral for like Sierra's Level Up Challenge, I think it was. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. How did you and what made you direct your attention to TikTok? Do you know what's crazy? I feel like, although I joined a lot earlier than a lot of people, I joined quite late. Like my my manager, or my my friend at the time was like, you need to jump on TikTok. Like TikTok is going to be the next thing. And I was like, what's it like? I've got time. I'm doing my Instagram content. I'm good. Yeah. And then I finally joined. It was literally because of lockdown. Like a lot of people, I was like, you know okay. what? It's approaching. Like it was a funny time in the year. And I was like, let me take this thing seriously. I had made an account before lockdown, but only took it seriously during lockdown. And I decided to have a bit more fun with it. And then it just, it was just like a brand new start. It was like a new platform, a new audience. You kind of have fun trying to do the whole building process again. So I was just enjoying, okay, let me try on a new platform, see if I can really do what I've done somewhere else here. And it ended up growing past my current uh, main platform, which is Instagram. So yeah. yeah. That's crazy though. Like, do you think it's because, like obviously lockdown contributed to that, but do you think it was mainly lockdown or do you think it's because TikTok was sort of missing that UK dance scene? 
as yeah. well. I think that was another thing. Like TikTok was missing UK number one and then Afro. Like I was, I'm yeah. a black Brit, but I'm of African heritage. And I was like, yo, where's the Afro music? Like <laughs> everything that I thought was trending in that world, no one knew anything about it. So I was like, oh yeah, mm. this is the perfect place to like, you know, play around and see if I can introduce people to this. Yeah. And it worked. So yeah. When would you say it all started to kind of take off for you on TikTok? Like what was the video that helped you go viral, would you say? That's a very good question. I would say maybe my first dance challenge would have been my first like, oh, other people outside of the UK know me. So like yeah. I did a dance challenge to, um, was it Party with the Jagaband first or already? There's, I don't know which one came first, I can't remember. But I think Party with the Jagaband would have been the first like, oh, people like this that aren't just dancers and oh, yeah. outside of the UK are, are feeling this. So yeah, that was my first major like viral moment, I would say. And then it just started to to spiral out of control. <laughs> after that. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And you're on like what, almost 2 million followers now on TikTok, right? Yeah, I'm on <laughs> 1.6. We're trying to hit two, trying to hit five. But yeah, I'm on 1.6 right now. And yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I mean, I feel like that's going to happen soon. I feel like once you hit the million mark, like from then on it's just gonna go at um, like a faster pace so who knows by the end of the year you might be on five million who knows I hope so that'd be great that'd be sick you gotta manifest it yes (laughs) five million by the end of the year we said it here first exactly um how has it been for you in terms of like your popularity on TikTok like did you think you would ever have as big as an impact that you do right now no do you know what it is I think for a lot of the time, like, I just see myself as I'm doing my thing. Like, I really don't, I don't think about it too much. And I think with it happening over lockdown, I wasn't mm. out as much. So I was at home. Most of my content was just made in the comfort of my own home. And, like, it's only now I'm starting to realise that, oh, this had an impact on, like, real people. Like, you forget the numbers of people sometimes. So when you get stopped or when people message you and you can actually, like, interact with people now in real life, you're like, oh, wow, like... I've happened to influence this trend or like someone knows about Afrobeats now because of me. Like it, it's crazy to to think, but yeah, I guess that's what you do it for. Yeah. I feel like it's been really interesting actually to see how Afrobeats has sort of crept up into the mainstream in terms of like, not only in terms of, you know, song and music, but in terms of dance. Like, do you think that you along with, you know, Sophia, Regina, Johnny, and I'm sorry if I've missed any more, but like all of those really popular figures in that space, do you think that your dance has kind of helped maintain the relevancy of Afrobeats in terms yeah, of definitely. mainstream? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's it's mad because we obviously, there'll be certain things that we've known for years, like certain moves like the Guara or whatever, and you start to finally see it catch on years after just because of the content you've been pushing out for a while and it's cool to see and it's good to see that it's not just like a one-man thing like there's a whole bunch of us pushing the same like agenda and like we're bringing it to the forefront and people are like feeling it as much as we're feeling it and they want to get involved and they want to learn it and yeah it's great to be it's great to be a part of I think yeah and I feel like because you guys have sort of built such a like community a collective I feel like it's helped you guys grow together and I think people love to sort of see that you know yeah. that community feel yeah we actually have funny enough the name you mentioned especially I think so when we started we're all like dancers anyway um, yeah. I think dance community like any community like if you're a musician it's all quite small like you kind of know of each other or you know enough people so like I I would say who did I meet first out of the bunch I probably met Johnny first mm. um, and that was 
online like he just dm me or i dm'd him i can't even remember but we reached out to each other saying oh it'd be sick to link up um actually i think before then i had a dance class i had a dance class years before we actually decided to do videos together came through connected then online it was like hey let's meet up let's do videos and from then on you just you build a good chemistry and dance together like we enjoy dancing together we learn from each other quite a bit and then along the way other dancers reach out to you you reach out to other dancers you start to see each other like music videos shows you just just as yeah you're you're doing your thing You, you meet other people and you create connections with certain people and it's just great to see that some of my friends are doing bits as well so like will just happen to be in the same circle or in the same kind of industry like it wasn't necessarily planned but yeah it's all just organically happened do you think being in sort of like a community or like a collective is sort of kind of important to your online growth do you think that it kind of contributes quite heavily to that I think it definitely does because even on the side of like content the content we make together yeah she does quite well like people love to see a group of people doing something well and then I think just you know like if you're a fan of one person and you you see their friend with someone else it encourages you to follow that other person or let's say you've known of me but then now you see that I'm friends with Johnny and you're a huge fan of Johnny you probably follow me because you're like yeah. she must be good vibes too so I think it does definitely help and then it helps each other learn from each other if you know what I mean like yeah if I'm dancing with Regina one day Sophia the next day Johnny another day I don't know cocaine or another day like we're all giving each other bits and pieces that we didn't know before so we take that away and we go make new content with that so yeah it definitely helps on all different types of angles. Would you say as well that you collaborate with people beyond dance as well and not just like? Yeah I would like I some of my friends now actually were from collaborations and they they're not necessarily dancers so like one of my friends Bash we did a couple of videos together when we met and now we're just we're such good friends we don't even make videos together anymore but he's a comedian for example and my friend Danelle he's a singer he loves to dance but he's a singer as well and we've you know collaborated before um and yeah like I just went on a trip actually with a whole bunch of content creators as well and it was nice to like get to know them and collaborate with them and none of us do the same thing but you know we've made a connection that we can use in the future yeah so would you kind of like advise brands as well because I do think sometimes with brands they think that they can only work with just dancers to create a specific video or comedians just to create a specific video do you think that they should actually be more open towards working different types of creators definitely I think I think brands need to also trust us and let us explore like if you say we've got a bunch of you on this it would be great if you guys could work together and figure something out you never know what kind of magic you could create so yeah definitely just giving us the freedom to kind of cross collaborate and just trusting that even if it doesn't seem like your typical association with the brand maybe a dancer could bring something new to to your campaign you know as opposed to just going for the generic I don't know, beauty influencer or something for makeup, maybe try a dancer, see if they can bring a creative direction to to what you're doing. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've seen like some of the brand collaborations that you've done yourself. And I think they're amazing. You did one for Amazon, which was like, (laughs) which was so random. It it worked, it worked really well and it did numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, you know, you're seeing someone dance and you're sort of like, oh, this is actually really, really cute. Yeah, I think more brands just sort of take note of that and sort of think outside of the box yes brand hello (laughs) (laughs) I mean she's a creator she can do anything so (laughs) um so last month we saw black dancers go on strike on TikTok in yeah in protest against the appropriation (laughs) 
<laughs> you guys can't see Nifa, but she just sipped her water. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, they went um, on strike in protest against the appropriation of their content, you know, by non-Black users and to sort of shed light on giving credit where it's due. As a Black dancer who has made numerous challenges, what do you think about this? Because I'm pretty sure you've probably experienced people sort of creating videos using your dance and not crediting you. Yeah, I think it's such a sticky conversation because I think on the one hand, I understand the frustration. I felt it myself before when it's like, whoa, I've done all of this and I'm getting what I think I should get. But I think when you look at a lot of the dances that we do till now, no one knows who created the Dougie. Mm. And no one's ever going to know. Sometimes things just grow past you. I think we just have to focus on capitalizing on the moment where we have our shine and making sure that, okay, if people are doing it and the ones that are crediting you need to be focused on as opposed to putting energy on all the people that aren't crediting you. And it is frustrating and it's a very sticky conversation because I think as well, people do expect the actual platform to do a bit more. Which you can understand, but that needs to happen on a, let's have a meeting with the platform and let's get some of the people that work in the company to come out and meet us instead of them calling us to talk about things, let us call you into a meeting. And, you know, I think that's another avenue we could explore, but it's a sticky conversation. It's very, it's very tough because everyone has their different experiences as well. I feel like I've been very fortunate to actually grow a lot. Like I can't, yeah. I don't have to sit here and complain and be like, Oh, well, I'm not. Cause then that's a slap in the face. Cause I've really grown a lot, but I do understand the frustration. And I think it's just one of those things we have to sit down and figure out individually and, you know, figure out the best way to go about it. And I think also this is where community kind of plays a part. Yeah. I think I watched a video on TikTok and the dance was created by Regina and someone in the comments was like, don't forget to credit Regina. And I was like, yes, this is the type yes. of energy that we should be bringing. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I think, yeah, as long as we do that, then, you know, we can sort of help. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. Alongside TikTok and producing, you know, content for your own brand, um, you're also one of the lead dancers for the media company or platform Chop Daily. Can you tell us a bit more about Chop Daily and what it is and what they do? Because I think it's an amazing platform, but I feel like not a lot of people, especially like, you know, mainstream or who are not in that circle, really know what they're doing. I think the best way to describe Chop Daily is a platform that puts people on is what I like to say. Like mm. dance content mainly, of course, but music because they're always producing new music themselves. And then they're also introducing music that's trending. Um, I would say they've started to actually delve into introducing other types of dance as well, not just Afro, but yeah, it just puts people on, to be honest. It just shares everyone's good content. I feel like it's a nice way for people to just get a load of things in one place. You know what I mean? Instead of following individual people, sometimes you just want to get it from one source. So yeah, Chop Daily is just a music platform, dance platform, entertainment platform. I think that's the best way to describe it. How did you like sort of get involved with Chop Daily? Um, so with me, again, this is another organic thing. Like I met the founder of Chop Daily at a music video shoot, funny enough. Okay. He was a graduate artist at the time. And yeah, got to know him, got to know his sister. And they didn't live far from me, like literally five minutes down the road. I was like, oh, amazing, because no one ever lives in my area, if I'm from <laughs> south or east. or um, Yeah, so met him in person. And then I think it was just before he was starting his YouTube side of Chop Daily mm-hmm. but I just happened to meet someone at the right time I ended up helping with a lot of that content and then from there just the work relationship continued so mm-hmm. it's just been very organic that's really really cool I mean I'm excited to see how much further Chop Daily goes yeah. as well mm-hmm. because I think a lot of brands and companies can actually learn from Chop Daily 
<laughs> just saying. Give me an example, like what? Why? Why? Why could they learn? <laughs> so, for example, like you know, what's that song with UG? Is it my touch? <laughs> yes. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, I like this song. I like this song. And then I was like, wait, it says Chop Daily, and I was like, wait, yeah. They, did they produce this? And then I was like, wait, but Nifta and Johnny are making a dance to this. And I was like, <laughs> then I then it all like you know kind of like what yeah it clicked and I was like oh that's very smart yes yeah so he with his music or with Chop Daily's music they use dance content to promote the music yeah it makes sense if it's a dance platform so yeah with that song that song was amazing anyway um easy to work with but Johnny and I we went on a live choreographed the dance on live got people's input we went with whatever option we chose and then yeah just started a challenge the song was good already dance was good yeah 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 no that's amazing and I love I know that you said they're obviously trying to branch out as well outside of yeah. like Afrobeats but I do yeah. love how they are helping sort of popularize that sound yes yes definitely. really really cool so you know you were on the cover of you fled magazine well oh yeah <laughs> amazing little clap 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 <laughs> And you've also appeared on Flirty Dancing, Channel 4's oh, Flirty Dancing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you've worked with the likes of Wizkid and Sean Paul. What would you say has been the proudest career moment so far? Do you know, I'm not going to lie. It used to be like performing on the Brits and the Mobos, but now having my own magazine cover, mm. no digital magazine, but that's a big deal for a dancer. Like I didn't grow up seeing dancers on magazine. Yeah. So that is a big deal for me. And yeah, all the interviews I've been able to do this year as well. Like just all of those kind of things are what I would say are career highlights because who wants to get to know a dancer? Like 2021 is now the year that you get, you want to know a dancer. That's yeah. I guess as well, like social media helps with that though. Cause it's like, you see these people, but you want to know more about them. Yeah. You know? um, and I think a lot of brands are tapping into that more now. It's not like you just need a face to dance. You actually need to know the personality, like exactly. what they can bring, exactly. um, which is great. I love that. Um, do you have any advice for people who want to start, you know, on TikTok or start creating their own sort of online video content? I would say just start. I think people overthink it. Mm. Wherever you're at right now, it's just the best place to start. If you've got an iPhone 7, start with your iPhone 7 until you can afford the iPhone 11 or 12, <laughs> whatever the case may be. If you want to get a camera, start with your phone, then graduate to a camera. Like, I think wherever you're at now, just start, make the content. I think when you're starting out, it's the best time to kind of explore and do whatever you want until you find your lane because there's no pressure. Like, no one's watching you. Yeah. No one's, you know, demanding content from you. So you can literally do whatever you want as many times as you want. Um, to figure out what your lane is. Yeah. Are there any upcoming projects that we should be on the lookout for? <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> I'm on, I think I think I can. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> see, I so. Might be on a BBC Three show coming up. Episode. So uh, yeah, keep your eyes out for a new show on BBC Three. I have a little feature, might might. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's what I can think of coming up so far. But yeah, that's exciting. Um, where do you like hope to go in like the future? What are your plans? Girl, I don't have plans. <laughs> God, I don't really plan. I just say I'm gonna do what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's making me money so far. Hopefully, it makes me even more money. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I can houses, some schools, all of that, all of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. I think opportunities are gonna fall into my lap. God willing, because I just there's so many things I want to do. I can't really say oh, I'm going to do this first and that next. I'm just going to yeah. kind of go with the flow and see what happens. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck. 
Um, and because I don't want to keep you for too long, my last question is, what is your favorite dance challenge that you or someone else has made? I know that's a hard one. <laughs> okay, I'll give one that I've made and one that someone else has made. Okay. Um, one that I've made, I would say Don't Rush, my little footwork okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Just so me, it was so chill. Like, I like that one. Um, Case as well, maybe the one that I did them together. Yeah, that one. And then someone else's challenge, I would say my friend Regina, the one that made one dance. Oh, yes. I'm obsessed with that. I'm sorry. So that's my favorite challenge for someone else. So yeah. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. That is my favorite challenge. I don't know, like just all four of you, I was like, wow, like the ultimate girl group. Black girl magic, they call it. So you know Honestly, (laughs) honestly. And you know, and I definitely think that whole group as well is the group that people should be looking out for and watching and trying to work with. Yes. Tell them, please. I will, don't worry. But thank you, Nefe, for joining me today. I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. I also got the chance to speak to dancer, model and choreographer Regina Igbe, who went viral earlier this year for her dance challenge to Drake's 2016 single, One Dance. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Today I'm going to be doing a tutorial to my one dance challenge. Let's go. Hi Regina, how are you doing? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So before we get into TikTok, um, outside of the platform, you're a professional dancer and choreographer, right? Yes. How did you get into that? Um, so I went to dance school in Manchester for three years and then after that I just auditioned um, for dance agencies and also for jobs um, like X Factor, like being a backing dancer, the contestants and I got it and that was my way into the industry, to the commercial industry. That's quite like smooth which is a blessing, yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> have you always wanted to be a dancer then? No actually, oh, okay. I an accountant and then I just didn't go to uni for accounting. So everything yeah. just did a massive turnaround when I was like 18 after college. Wow. Okay. Accounting and dancing is so different. I know. <laughs> um, so what made you want to start sharing like dance content online? Because what it sounds like, it sounds like you had quite, you know, a successful career in real life. So yeah. what made you kind of want to transition to online content and especially like with TikTok as well? I was just seeing that like a lot more people were online and a lot more people were creating brands for themselves online. Mm. So I thought it would be smart to start building a portfolio and start building a brand for myself, um, yeah. as you know, rather than just another dancer that someone could replace. Um, so I started doing that, um, put myself out there more. And I think when I started, it wasn't such a big thing to for like normal people to just like post online regularly. Yeah. But I just kept going and yeah, TikTok came and yeah, this looked like a really fun platform to join as well to help with the whole branding. Yeah, that's true. Did you start TikTok around like, like during the pandemic or were you one of the early ones? I started during the pandemic. Okay, cool. And would you say like that kind of helped you kind of create your creative flow like during the pandemic? 
to be honest, I feel like <laughs> for most of the pandemic, I was panicking about mm. what it is I was going to do because I'm so used to traveling with artists and suddenly I'm like, am I supposed to focus on social media now? Um, yeah. So for most of it, I didn't really focus on it. It was just something to do that was fun. And then the beginning of this year, I was like, actually, maybe I should focus on it because this could actually be like something else. Yeah. An entity and uh, yeah, it's yeah. massive now. I feel like you've actually done really, really well on TikTok. And I feel like kind of like since the beginning, you've been one of the, I would say one of the main ones in the UK who've sort of adopted creating challenges and stuff like that. You know, we saw that with like One Dance is like the most, I don't know, pivotal example. Like I feel like that just went viral globally and it's still like, you know, has, it still has a lasting effect. And it's also one of my favorite um, (laughs) challenges. Um, So what made you sort of want to, I don't know, adopt creating dance challenges and is there like a formula to all of it? Um, so dance challenges are, is actually something that's not new. Like we used to do it in, we used to do it on Instagram a lot. Yeah. As a collective, like as dancers, we just didn't like it because we're just like, oh, people are not really copying it. They're not really doing it. Cause I don't know, Instagram was set up differently. Yeah. Um, like last year. So you know, I took some notes from the Americans, took some notes from my friends, and I was like, actually, but do you know what's funny? The one dance is actually not supposed to be a challenge. Really? <laughs> just, I was just minding my own business and just dancing and just, yeah. And I, <laughs> there's no formula. It's just, you have to be happy and just enjoy the process. And yeah. Whatever That's comes insane. out of it, yes. That's crazy to me because that did so well. And I don't know. So would you say part of what made it so successful as well was the fact that you, like, it was a group of you as well. Like, obviously you created the dance, but then in the video that kind of went viral, there were four dancers who all had their individual platforms. Yeah. Do you think that helped kind of like push it to what it was? Yeah, massively. Yeah, my my, my friends definitely helped. Um, mm. I feel like group dances usually, they do well. They do better than individual dances and we did that dance so innocently as well like <laughs> I wasn't even gonna teach them but I taught it to them and I was like let's put formations in it and I remember it was cold we didn't really want to do it we did it nobody cared about it except for yeah. me on the train home and I was like it actually looks really good you know where is it at half 12 in the middle of the night yeah. not thinking anything of it and then woke up and I was like oh okay <laughs> good yeah and I feel like with TikTok it's so naturally to keep that hype going because then you did tutorials on how to learn it and then people across the globe not even the nation across the globe were you know giving their own sort of take on the dance or spin on the dance and then you would react to that and I just feel like that kind of helped maintain the hype yeah so with that like I think I'm quite experienced in like keeping something going so I was quite on top of it because I was already preparing for this moment, I guess. Yeah. Just, you know, I need something to go viral. And then it went viral. And I was like, okay, tutorial, <laughs> live class. <laughs> what can I do to make this fire burn a little bit longer? Because you can, you can go viral and then come right back down to yeah. I kept it up for like two months. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, literally when you Google your name, one dance comes up. So I think like oh, you wow. really, <laughs> I think you really made it like yeah. um, you've sustained it. Um, yeah. Like 
with, you know, Instagram, for example, they've said that they want to focus more on video and then you've got YouTube that want to do shorts and you've got Snapchat spotlight. Like what do you think TikTok has that these other platforms don't? And do you think that you and other dancers or creators can be swayed to go into those other alternative platforms, basically? I'm still a massive fan of Instagram. There's, There's something about Instagram that your followers get they have the option of seeing your stuff for sure, for definite. So it's like a guaranteed view, guaranteed likes. With TikTok, what makes it work so well is it's not down to just who follows you. Yeah. That sees your content. It It goes out to a wider audience every single time you post. And I just, I just, I think it's better to find who the, the audience that's gonna like really love your stuff. Like when it's being pushed out to a lot of people, it's easier for yeah. people to see your stuff and it's easier to find who your audience are as well. Yeah, it's a lot more organic. It's, it's not forced. Yeah. Um, that's why it's doing so well. And that's why YouTube want to do shorts and Instagram are doing reels now. Yeah. The authenticity, authenticity always wins. Like, like nobody really wants to come on line and see something that's so serious and artistic. And sometimes I just want, I just want to see a dog sleeping. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. And then, yeah, so that's why TikTok's doing really well. It's very yeah. organic and authentic. Do you think that Instagram will be able to replicate that well, though? Because they're really trying to capture, you know, that TikTok audience. But I do wonder, like, like you said, TikTok is naturally organic. So can they do that? Can Instagram do that? I don't think so. Because of the way it's set up, as soon as you go onto your to your phone or to Instagram yeah. it's the people that you follow that you see you don't get I mean unless you click on the reels button and you see random people I don't know I don't, I don't think they should go down the TikTok route yeah because Instagram has its pros and they're very strong and the money is still very much at Instagram yeah that's true because the views are guaranteed because depending on your following like, it's guaranteed the likes are guaranteed yeah Whereas on TikTok, you, you can post a video and it could completely flop today. But if you post the same video tomorrow, it'll do well. It's weird. Yeah. It's not very risky. <laughs> it's yeah. very weird. It It is. I feel like no one truly understands how the algorithm works. And it does yeah. feel like it's very much like people do argue that it's very much by chance. But then I see how, you know, you dance, especially how successful you're doing. And I just feel like, no, there's definitely skill as well, because yeah. Um, you guys have grown from it so yeah I think it's consistency as well it's Mm. consistently posting and the algorithm will be in your favor because you're it'll see you as like a friend because you're trying to keep people on their phones that's the main goal for these apps like to keep you on the app for as long as possible yeah that's true um do you feel as though there is a sort of stigma being labeled a TikTok dancer because I feel like in America for example it is quite different a lot of you know the big dancers who are like you know maybe like in the top 10 most followed in the world on TikTok might necessarily not have a dance background so maybe that's why it's given people that's why 
TikTok dancer might have a, a negative rep, but I feel like in the UK, a lot of the dancers are actually quite experienced and professional. Like you've got people from Diversity, for example. Yeah. You've got you and Nefer and Sophia who actually have a background in dancing. Yeah. So how do you feel about sort of like that stigma around being a TikTok dancer, basically? I think people are just jealous. Mm. First of all, because... <laughs> I just, I don't know, how, how do I feel about it? I think there is such thing as a TikTok dancer, mm-hmm. personally, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, there are different things in life and people like different things and there's different purpose, there's a different purpose for different things. Yeah. So I can't say, no, it has to be all the skilled dancer who has a dance background that's, that has the following no like mm. someone might watch my dance and be like she looks too stressed she looks like she's too, she's too serious that's not the type of escapism that I want yeah whereas I want someone who's in their pajamas doesn't know how to dance like me um and I can join in if they yeah. can do it I can do it that's yeah. a different type of escapism that's it's like when people say to influencers when it's time for politics why are you not pushing that's not that's not their job. Yeah. You need to go and build and uplift the people who know about politics. This yeah. is their time. So everyone has their time and there's a time and a place for everything. TikTok, TikTok dancing is not a negative thing because yeah. my auntie can go and see a TikTok dance and do it and be happy and she's forgotten about all her problems. What's wrong with that? Mm. And, and it's mostly dancers that I always say this TikTok dancing thing because they've got nothing going on. Yeah. They're just jealous. I'm like, well, can you go and collect your bag the same way? Like the the, the app is free. First, yeah. Thing. You know, there was a thing about Instagram dancers as well. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a huge thing when I joined into when I joined the industry, the dance industry. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, this person's an Instagram dancer, Instagram dancer. And you know, at first, I was like, yeah, they're Instagram dancers because obviously I'm in the industry. Yeah, and I was like. There's not, there's, they're, they're actually very smart because you can get fired tomorrow. Mm, that's so true. Their names is their name on that Instagram. Like they're building their own brand. Yeah. That's the most powerful thing that you can do as a person. Like yeah. have your own brand. People are coming to me now for exposure. There you go. But it used to be the other way around. <laughs> so to me, when people use like Instagram dancers, like, can you not see what they're doing? I can see it and I can see that it's actually a good thing. Yeah. So I'm going to be a TikTok dancer, TikTok choreographer, TikTok Instagram dancer, Instagram choreographer, but guess what? I'm also a real life choreographer too. Yeah, exactly. And even if I wasn't, so what? Yeah. So what? Like not everyone has to do the same things or has to do do it in the same way. I know a lot of people saying, oh, you don't go to class. I don't have to do things in like the same way you do it. Yeah. Ever. Like it's literally everyone's, everyone has their own individual life, individual purpose. Like everyone just, if you're not in their space doing what they're doing, then they condemn you. And if you're at the top as well, they always got something to say. It's long. And I always say, just learn from the people who are on the top. Even if, even if they have a quarter of your skill, they they still have something to teach you clearly. Yeah. Because they're doing better than you. (laughs) Yeah. In that area anyway. You're so right. Because as well, when I think about the pandemic, a lot of people obviously using TikTok 
especially TikTok dances as a form of escapism. Like there were so many dance challenges that came out during the pandemic. And I feel like that genuinely helped a lot of people, especially with their mental health. So, I mean, that's quite an impact to have as well, if anything. So touchy subject, but in more recent years, we've seen, especially with black dancers, a lack of credit given to creators and a sort of appropriation of content by non-black creators and yeah. it even sparked you know a black tiktok strike in end of june early july what did you think about all of this when it took place because i think as a dancer it's so easy for people to see your moves and use it and then just not credit you um, yeah. so i kind of wanted to get your thoughts on all of that this subject is really touchy. i think it's bigger than dance this problem um yeah. it's not something that I, I would look at it as just a dance problem. It's yeah. a it's a huge problem. I don't like it. It annoys me. Yeah. And I always say to people, if I was white, that one dance challenge would have changed my life so much. Yeah. Like it would be ugh, crazy. Yeah. You know? But I don't know, I'm one of them people. I just get on with it and just mm-hmm. keep working as hard as I can. Yeah. The strike that happened, I was not involved because I just felt like I've got clients and I have things to do. Yeah. You get like cream will rise to the top. I just believe that it's fine. Credit will come back to me when it's when it's time. Um, yeah. But I do I do feel a lot of anger though sometimes, especially yeah. when I see someone that's not black do the smallest of things. And it's like, oh, and I'm just like, we've been doing this for so long and our lives have not changed like that. Yeah. I see it with exactly. the black comedians. I see, I see it. It's, it's, it's bigger than dance. This, this subject is bigger than dance. Like, yeah. yeah. How do you think that we can sort of, I don't know, move on or do something different? Because I know it's not on creators to make a change, but it's sort of like, how do we, I don't know, how do we move forward? How do we talk to platforms about this? Because I feel like, you know, TikTok can release as many statements as they want to, but they're not actually doing anything to sort of curb it. To be honest, I think part of the problem is the audience. It's always mm. the audience. It's what they're consuming. Yeah. So that's why I say it's bigger than dance. Yeah. It's, um, it's, there's, there's something that is still mentally in everyone's heads. Like, that's why people will will like a bikini picture that's how you get more likes on a bikini picture than if he was fully clothed yeah that's true the audience <laughs> it's always the audience <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah it's yeah. the audience it's the consumers that are dictating the market and the brands just want to make money it's business yeah. so they will go to where the money's at where the money resides where the money resides <laughs> you know so I don't know how that can change but it's actually the audience. Yeah. So consumers. But do you think though, like with, because I feel like with the Black TikTok strike, it had people talking and it had people talking for a while, like not just like a week. Like I feel like it was an ongoing discussion for a month. So do you think that maybe change will happen or things might just go back to being the same? Um, I think change will happen actually, yeah. I think everyone will be more cautious when giving credit yeah um and they'll actually do their research 
yeah, I can I can see it definitely change. I can see it changing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And I, you know, again, the audience they they're starting to actually defend. You when that strike was going on, they were defending me, and I liked it. Yeah, there was one video you did actually. I can't remember. I don't know that one time I just happened to look into the comments, and no, it wasn't a video. Did it, it was a video someone else did, and it was of your dance. And then yeah. someone was like make sure you tag Regina. Yeah. And then I think you commented like, thank you. And I was like, yes, this is the sort of change that we need. Like yeah. it doesn't matter who you are, just a little comment just to say like, give credit to this person, I think is so um, useful. Yeah. So that's happening more. Mm. And yeah, eventually it will change, but it just take time. And the audience needs to like not slow down on pulling people up. And I think that's what the Black Rear Strike they they were on they were on it with putting people up like mm. yeah but these things are always still gonna happen yeah. just want it to happen less exactly yeah. and just I do think with you know the way social media is moving and like the younger generation it's very much like well we're calling you out so you have to yeah. do this which is really nice to see yeah I hope it does change though yeah because... the credit thing has definitely helped dancers a lot yeah because do you know how much content we used to do on Instagram and Tom would just steal the dance? And yeah, so now like this credit culture is brilliant. Yeah. It just needs time you keep to, to keep going. Yeah, yeah. What did you used to do in the past when that would happen? Like, would it just be like, like how, yeah, how would you react to that? Like in the past when it happened on Instagram? DM them, we took it down. Down. You report it to Instagram, but there's no like proper way of reporting it. Yeah. So I just report it as child abuse and hopefully it still doesn't get taken down. You just let it go. Like Yeah, I mean Instagram's like the worst for reporting things. It'll be like, yeah, go on the website. What do you mean? I want to report it now. Yeah. Are you sending me somewhere else? That's a good point though, that platforms need to be better at like I don't know, responding to different types of reportings. Oh my gosh, that's awful. (laughs) Um, Do you have any advice for people looking to start on TikTok or even just like Instagram, for example, or even like YouTube shorts, like just creating online video content? Um, I'll say whatever you want to do, write down a plan, write down like a short-term plan and a long-term plan. And with your short-term plan, just organise yourself so that you're more consistent. Yeah. Um, that's my best advice. When you're organised, you're prepared. Mm. You're prepared for the success. So, yeah, writing everything down that you want to do. Make sure you're consistent. Make sure you're, you hold yourself accountable when you're not doing something that you should be doing. You don't need to follow the crowd. You don't need to follow the trends. If you want to follow the trends, then do it in your own way. Make sure that you're unique with it. Yeah, that's it. Those would be my biggest advice. I think it's good advice. Um, and, you know, as a content creator who, as we've mentioned, you've worked with quite a few brands. Um, and I would say you've worked with brands online and in real life as well. Um, do you have any advice for brands wanting to work with specifically dancers on TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> Please go to the music labels and get a good song for me to dance to. Dancing to elevator music is very frustrating. Creative, I'm not that creative. Oh my god! 
dragging the soul out of me. Honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, and also that's not really going to go viral as well. Literally, who was just looking at you like, okay. <laughs> All right. That's why ad stuff never go viral because it's not authentic because they've yeah. not done the due diligence that they should have done. Go to the labels, pay the extra money and get the copyright for the term of use so that I can dance how I want to dance and it looks authentic. Yeah. But that should be getting sorted out. Often I'm trying to trying to sort it out from my side and maybe that's the link. Maybe it's maybe it's from our side that we need to dancers need to approach the labels and say, Hey, instead of paying me for this song to promote, why don't we do this? But we'll see. Yeah. That is very annoying because you're essentially a creative and yeah. just kind of you know, stunt that is a bit like what's the point? Yeah. Um how have you found like working with brands anyway in terms of like on TikTok and on Instagram? Like other than I don't know, like creating challenges, how have you found your experience? It's been all right, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. The odd few I'm like, the song is really jarring or I've had to look for music and it's not fun because I'm not a DJ, so I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but other than that, it's been been fine. They're, they're nice. They're easy. I've not had any problems, really. Well, I'm hoping you get more brand collaborations and they give you more creative freedom because yes. what's the point? But yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so where do you think dance is going, especially in terms of online? And what do you hope to do with your career in the future? I think online will always be online because mm-hmm. humans will always be humans. So you just never know what the next trend's going to be because yeah. you don't know what fresh young dancer has got in their mind that everyone might be like, oh, okay, we didn't think of this. You know, things evolve, things evolve over yeah. time. In my career, I'm either thinking of hopefully working with like one brand closely and creating content for them and just like getting paid and stuff like to to create content for that specific brand also I want to do more stuff like choreographing commercials and stuff um and also I'm just trying to build up my audience so that when I too want to release a product you know I can do that with ease and have my own platform. Is that an exclusive hint right there? There's no excuses that I'm not doing anything about that right now. I'm just sleeping and eating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wish you good luck on that idea. It will manifest. So yeah, manifestation is real. Um, I'm sure you're going to, like, your brand is going to continue to to grow. I mean, I feel like you've really worked out the formula, which a lot of people still struggle with, so. Yeah. It's just really about knowing yourself. Like, you actually have to know yourself and what you can and cannot do. Mm. Yeah, and be open to to evolving. Yeah. Are there, I know it wasn't a hint, so I'm not going to, I'm going to look over that, but are there any upcoming projects that we should be looking for? Yeah, I've got, I've got loads, um, <laughs> got loads of brand stuff and yeah. I'm also choreographing for a few festivals. Okay. Yeah. But I can't say any more than that. Okay. I mean, that was, that's quite a big hint. I mean, yeah. <laughs> amazing. And my last question is, um, what is your favorite dance challenge you or someone else has made? 
Uh, my favorite dance challenge is one dance. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Actually, I'm going to scratch that. What was your favorite <laughs> challenge that someone else has made? That somebody else has made. <laughs> I would say, uh, I don't know what the name is called, but it's by, it's, it's by Nife. The Temi Entertainment one, the remix. I don't know what the name of it is. Neither do I. That's one of my favorite challenges, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, also, actually, that brings me to, like, you know, you, Nifa, and Sophia and stuff like that. How did you guys, like, I don't know, form such a solid sort of dance community? Because with you also have, you have you three, but then you also have, you know, Johnny and then all these other dancers. Yeah. Like, how did that kind of come about as well? Um, so, basically, I have this theory, and it's, it's facts, not theories, facts. <laughs> um, Instagram used to block a lot of people from using music. Okay. Too long ago, like last year. Yeah. So Instagram has been blocking people. So with professional dancers, it's really hard for them to put out any work, any creative work, because it will get blocked. Yeah. The same day they put it out. However, Afrobeats didn't have their copyright. Of course. Properly done. So we were getting <laughs> away with posting Afrobeats music and yeah. dance for a long time which gave the Afrobeats dancers a massive massive head start yeah on on social media yeah so pages like Top Daily and WE obviously they post a lot of dance videos like they can really build a platform yeah because they're not getting flagged down at all no one's getting flagged we were living our best lives so Top Daily lives in London and I messaged Nife when I first moved to London and I said, oh, you know, I want to meet up and get some advice on how to build my social media. And she knew Chop Daily very, very well. Yeah. Um, so she introduced me to him. And so he was giving me advice. And so what's happened is he gives advice to a lot of dancers okay. in London. So we all meet some way or another. So he wanted to create something in the UK, I remember, because he wanted to make us a collective. Yeah. That didn't really work out because I was never here. I was always flying out with artists and stuff. But the the relationship has just been good. So he's like, I say he's my mentor because I used to ask him for advice a lot. And he used to really just say to me, stop. Because my mentality was very much, you know, I want to be an Instagram dancer. No, like Instagram dancing was like, taboo like it was bad and he was like I don't know what you, why you're you're thinking that it's a bad thing like yeah so he would really advise me on this is what it's gonna be like in the next the, the, the years and it just made sense to me yeah um so that's how we formed our relationship so me and FA top daily then I just meet the cocainas the AKs and because we all live in the same city yeah so it's just easier and going to classes and meeting people and yeah I click better with well not better I click friends with everybody but I think me Nife and Sophia are closest to Top Daily and we 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 kind of understand what's going on with that whole empire so yeah that's really really cool and that's so interesting about the Afro Beats thing is that why you sort of like went more towards doing Afro Beats dances in the okay yeah. in the beginning like that's how I really knew of all of you because I was like this is amazing like they're really pushing afro beats yeah. to the forefront but I didn't know it was because of also like the copyright issues as well yeah I mean other dancers did do it 
Like when you when you when you when you look at the American in, in this dance industry, we're basically copying them. Like they would put out dance videos all the time, dance classes. But yeah, that their thing was so big because it was big on YouTube. Yeah, like YouTube true. you get flagged down, but it doesn't take it down. You can still live your you can still post your videos. Yeah. So the Americans, the Millennium Studios, they used to be big like with that with the dances and everything so the uk obviously tried to replicate it which mm. some people are successful but i think when it turned over to instagram people were getting flagged down but mm. the americans were so big that they were getting permission because mm. i could get permission to do stuff but well, now i now i can but if you didn't have permission <laughs> it's getting taken down yeah um so I think, and you know, the UK is a little bit slow. We're always slow, two steps behind. <laughs> We're always behind. <laughs> yeah, especially with, not with fashion, but, you know, especially yeah. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest head start for Afrobeats dancers because we weren't getting flagged down. And a lot of things used to just go viral, like, organically. Like, um, when you think about Uncle TC and Curtis and the CEO dancers, yeah. when their stuff used to go viral... And they just used to just dance in the street. So everyone just kind of copied what they were doing. It's like, mm. oh, not getting flagged down. So it's, yeah. But I know with the professional dancers, it used to be so demotivating. I remember this girl did a whole visual. It got taken down on Facebook. Oh, my God. And on Instagram. I feel like she, she was able to put it on YouTube, but she didn't want to put it on YouTube. She wanted to put it on Vimeo or something. Like, who uses Vimeo, girl? Right. <laughs> Vimeo out of all platforms (laughs) so wow wow that's really interesting as well because I feel like like you said Americans did so well with YouTube like those still to this day I may have watched like only like a handful I still get them in my recommendations yeah um but for the UK especially like you know the black dancers that gravitated towards Afrobeats Instagram did so well I think yeah. that's so interesting. We did good in we did good on Instagram. Yeah. They would do on YouTube. Yeah. And and when you even look at the YouTubers that did well, it would be classes because it's so much more yeah. authentic. Because there are so many different groups, so many different people. And all the Afrobeats that used to go viral used to just be like, I don't know, someone dancing at a party or <laughs> just on the street, or it should just be so authentic, like no. Oh, I'm doing a concert video. Come out. Mm, ah, mm, yeah. The UK industry, the commercial industry, they want to do Come out. Mm, action. Ooh, it's like, your thing's going to get blocked anyway. <laughs> Sorry. It's true. It's, blocked. <laughs> it's true. Um, and so now do you feel like you're at a good place? Because now you can sort of do any genre that you want to. Because I feel like you still do a bit of Afrobeats, but I do feel like I'm seeing more hip hop and stuff from you. Yeah, because Instagram... Have- relax a bit now yeah Reels, they've, they've now bought the um, correct copyright from all the labels um yeah I mean I do whatever makes me feel whatever I'm feeling really yeah but I still have all my like I said I'm not a, I tell people I'm not an Afrobeat fan so I'm a dancer mm-hmm. just a dancer <laughs> I'm not to one genre yeah it was difficult for me at one point, though, because everyone kept on saying I was an Afrobeat dancer, and I'm like, yeah. I'm literally on tour right now. <laughs> Dua Lipa. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm literally in Japan with Dua Lipa. <laughs> She's definitely not Afrobeat, so... <laughs> She's literally, like, the today's queen of pop, like... <laughs> literally. <laughs> wow. No, that's amazing, um... That's really interesting, honestly. Thank you for joining me today. I feel like I've learned actually quite a bit. 
so oh, it's a pleasure so yeah thank you thank you so much for having me no worries thank you to everyone who tuned in if you liked today's episode then make sure to get involved in the conversation like subscribe and follow us for more information on instagram at cork studio don't forget to follow nitha and regina on tiktok at it's just nitha and at regina igbe we'll be back with a new episode next week but until then see you soon and stay blessed